Carol Ofori, yeah. East Coast Radio. We've been looking forward to this all week, okay? And the station me- station's social media has been a buzz about him coming. And even my colleagues, like I said, in the building are going crazy. I've had the privilege of working alongside him uh, twice in my career. And I recently saw him at the Hollywood Bits, um, Durban, July, looking sizzling like a honey pot. The jacket was black on the outside. Inside was full of honey, okay? He's a South African broadcasting legend, a man with more than 1.3 million followers on Twitter alone and over 60 million real life followers okay and when you think sport when you think TV when you put them together the synergy of broadcasting and sport there's only one name that comes to mind and that is the iconic living legend in the studio right now that of course is Mr. Robert Marawa I am so excited you are here I had no idea who you were introducing with such a, an elaborate <laughs> introduction. You know, I don't feel worthy to gather the crumbs under your table. Oh my gosh, so this is the crumbs under the table. <laughs> I cannot. Robert, it's so awesome to have you in studio in the flesh. Yeah. And um, geez, I think when, when you walk through the door and I saw this, the pleasant surprise of a young man who came with you, he came with his son, beautiful Awande. I've seen pictures of him, social media and so on, but never obviously seen him in person. And it's really li- nice. I, it yeah. kind of gives this softer side of you because you are like the manly man. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Um, so, yes, thank you so much for honoring this invitation. No, thanks, Carol. I mean, it's an absolute pleasure. You, you know how I felt when you came down to KZN and to Durban. I thought, ah, we're losing out one of our best. Uh, but then having been around here, having listened to your shows, yeah. um, and for the first time being in these renovated studios, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, I'm in Hollywood somewhere. I feel like <laughs> I'm in Miami. I don't know where I feel like, but it's it's just so awesome to be in great company with a great broadcaster like yourself, but anytime, any day. Oh, thank you so much, Robert. Now, I know that you are from here. Frey yes. Hate is where you grew up. Um, I'm very curious. What was your childhood like? Because you know Sky Shabalala from here is also from Frey Hate. I so know. I wonder if you saw him playing in the streets, chasing people's dogs, because he looks like that kind of naughty child yeah. doing all the naughty things. Um, what was it like? What was your childhood like <laughs> here in Frey It was very simple. It was very simple because... I mean, a Freyhead was was basically where I was born. Yeah, uh, we were raised in a, a township called Emondlo, but I have no recollection. I think I was too young then. But uh, my memory dates back to growing up in Kandla. Right. So in Kandla is, is like farmland. Farmland. People say, "Hey, how's your neighbor doing?" I'm like, "Neighbor," but we don't have neighbors in the farms. It's just like, "Oh, what's Banban is across there. Right. What's Banban is there. You know. So it's like a very simple life, um, and that's why I've I've got no. I've got no issues with with anything. Like I don't care. I've never worn like these luxury brands that people. Yeah, Gucci on the feet, Gucci, Gucci on the waist, the Gucci watch, on the head. Yeah, well, I've never understood that. Like <laughs> right. I'm, I'm that guy that doesn't even wear a watch or jewelry or anything wow. like that because we just lived a simple life. And I think all of those traits kind of carried right through into my adulthood. Right. And and I don't regret that because I would never be able to explain to my mom. How I've bought a pair of shoes that cost 60000 Like, it would make no sense. Right. Yeah. Even if the t- pointy toe's got a diamond on the toe. I am telling you, <laughs> I would rather go for the save the toe campaign <laughs> rather than kill the toe in that shoe with that diamond. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Now, you've had an illustrious career in, in broadcasting and people literally, you, I think some would even say you have a cult following because <laughs> they just are obsessed with Robert Marawa, the man. Whatever you do, whatever you say, like, I mean, you tweet something and it checks somebody at the door, it's you trending. You you go out and you see it with the lady, you trending. You know, people are just interested in your life, right, in that space. What has this journey of broadcasting been like for you? Has it been a great journey or would you say it's uh, been like Carol, a you roller know, coaster? 
the thing is when you describe it like that, then it kind of flashes that all I wanted to do was to do broadcasting. Yeah. Um, the plan with my parents was for me to be a lawyer. Uh, but deep down inside, I realized, and I can't share too much because we're busy working on something that will chronicle my life. Oh, wow. uh, but it's also part of it. Okay. I've never spoken about it, but at the same time, it's a case of I wanted to do broadcasting. I wanted to be on television. Yeah. Uh, radio was never part of this journey. Wow. At all. Wow. You know, I, I, I describe it as something that I respected so much mm. that I never ever dreamt or ever thought I would be worthy of being in front of a microphone. I loved radio to listen to. Right. Because I listened to the greats. Right. I listened to Kansas City. I listened to Josh Omlaba. I listened to Lindy Waganduli. I listened to so many people. Sam Kwanazi, uh, VVO, Nkize. Mm. That was Radio Zulu, then known as... Well, it's who calls it now, but it was Radio Zulu then. Right. And when you when you listen to people like Kansas City, yeah. who they didn't have all the technical stuff to do reverbs and everything else, so they would do like a top twenty, and he would do it himself, like top twenty, any, 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 you know, sort of. But a reverb, yeah. Yeah. So he does that, <laughs> and he started creating that magic back then. And I just thought to myself, you know what? I love radio too much. Mm. I am never ever going to be able to do this thing. So my sole focus was always on, I want to be on television. Yeah. I want to do sport on TV. And I was very specific that that's what I wanted to do. I right. wanted to do sport. And radio just became something Romeo Kumalo thought I could do. Right. You know? Right. And I don't regret that because clearly he thought whatever I was doing on television can be done on radio. Um, yeah. But, I mean, here we are. I'm, I'm living a dream. I'm living something I wanted to do when I was young. Uh, but also giving a sense of purpose to say to kids that only want to be scientists or lawyers, like I'm a failed lawyer, um, <laughs> yes. you know, that there's actually a job opportunity. There's a career in broadcasting. And, and, and for me to have been one of the people that spearheaded that mm. as an opportunity, mm. um, I'm very proud to see that industry grow, especially within sports broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. especially within sports. One question that I'm getting over and over again yeah. is what is your favorite sport if i had to say robert i'm locking you in a room and you're going to stay in that room and you're watching that sport forever yeah which yeah. sport are you okay like i'll watch it yeah i mean uh, i was always exposed to to soccer football whatever you want to call it uh, depending on where in the world you are so ebola football soccer mm. was the one thing that from a radio that i used to listen to was the one thing that uh, drove me towards the love of sport mm. everything else that i watch now, rugby, cricket, basketball, anything that is sport that I watch now is simply because I love it. And yeah. simply because the space that I'm in calls for me to be watching everything. So I can't be on radio and somebody says, um, you know, tell me that Formula One uh, race the other day and this and this happened. What's your take on that? And I'm like, oh, sorry, man, I, I don't know. Right. I mean, right. there's no I don't know in yeah. sport. Right. Unfortunately, you have to know. And maybe that is also part of the, the killer of my social side of things because you have to be that much engrossed in sport uh, that, you know, something has to take a bit of a knock. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about sport, it's like I opened the fence and the big question I'm going to ask you after our break Who is, of course, Bafana Bafana. Yo. Your thoughts on them. <laughs> Will we ever win? Yo. Will you be a coach? Yo. All those questions coming up next. <laughs> Which part? The, the the name part or the playing part? <laughs> okay, let's start with the playing part. 
The playing part befits the name part. Aye. Ouch. At the stage, there was a time when former president Tabombegi addressed this. Actually, yeah. he said it on my show. Yeah. He was like, he doesn't understand how national teams can be called Bafana Bafana, Banyana Banyana, Basetsana. And he said, you need to change yeah. that because yeah. then you start to play according to the mentality of what that name is. Right. Did we listen? No. He said, take five years off because you guys are not really doing a good job. Um, rethink your plan and come back with a better plan and maybe with a better name. Right. Did we do that? No. No, we didn't. No. Are we qualifying for AFCON? No. Ish. We sit at home and we watch. Are we qualifying for the World Cup? No, we don't. So we qualify for nothing. We qualify to be called Bafana Bafana. Ish. That is the only thing. And it's a very sad thing because football is the biggest sport in this country. Mm. It is the biggest source of entertainment that when we grew up was a livelihood for people like Patrick Aysen Zolengo to go and play overseas, to be alongside a ballet and to go to Toronto and play for Toronto Blizzards in Canada. It was a, a place that people like Jomosono could go and play, mm. you know, come back and form Cosmos like Kaiser went and played in New York and he came back and he formed Kaiser Chiefs. So that is how big it was. You know, a guy yeah. called Steve Kalamazumukone was the greatest ever in, in Holland. And that is why they have a big statue of him. They have a street named after him. Yeah. You know, there's a book, there's a movie, you know, named after him. Right. And these were South Africans. And you can't tell me that overnight and since 1996, we've literally become, we've eaten as one guava that made us useless. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's impossible. That is very painful, the useless, useless part. But it's, it's, I guess it's true. I mean, I remember 1998, um, you were on TV, um, yeah. and we were watching the guys playing, and they played so well. The Shibobo song came, yes. and Bafana Bafana, Euphoria, Monate, Monate. And then now here we are. But in all fairness to Banyana Banyana, they are doing super, super well. Um, do you feel the same about the name? You just did say that the name is whack, yeah. but they are performing well. Yeah. If you look at the two... It's taken time. Eh? Um, I think a lot of people see Banyana now under Desiree succeeding. Yeah. And I, I don't blame them because we literally fought a hell of a lot for the upliftment of the women's game in football. Mm. Um, they used to use like whatever Bafana Bafana were not using in terms of kit. They would pass it down to Banyana oh, no. Banyana. So all the leftovers. That's why when you look back at the images of them then, they're wearing these baggy pants. Wow. And they're supposed to, you know, these are females yeah. playing. Uh, so male, females are not exactly genetically the same. Mm. So they took no time in doing something as simple as that. Huh. It was just like, oh, okay, you guys are finished. Okay, maybe go wash, pass down to the ladies. They're also going to be playing. Yeah. So they never took them seriously. They never profiled them properly. Um, still, there's no professional league in South Africa that caters for women. But the beautiful thing is that they've been so great at showcasing their talent that they have the biggest spread of international football players from South Africa to the world. That's amazing. And that is why when you see somebody like Jermaine Seposino and now, uh, when you see... I mean, there's so many. Khatlana was there. She, unfortunately, she got injured. She didn't play last night. But still, the team held it down. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. we got one of the greatest goalkeepers on the continent. You know, Desiree Ellis is no fluke or surprise. But they held her as an assistant. No, not as an assistant. They held it down as a caretaker coach for the longest time. And we had to keep pushing Safa and say, 
what is she taking care of? She's taken care of the, her playing side a long time ago. She deserves to be the head coach. Right. And there was umming and ooing, and it took forever for them to eventually give Desiree that position as the head coach. Currently, CAF Women's Coach of the Year, the wow. best on the continent. We are heading to the World Cup, you know, under Desiree's tutelage. We threw to the semifinals under her tutelage. And it, it's got to say something about believing and understanding what we have in this country. Yeah. Uh, but it, it had to take a fight, you know, and I'm glad that their profile now is somehow becoming bigger than the senior mas- national men's team. Yeah. And that's where they deserve to be. And they will showcase it. They will get better because there's so much women's football talent in this country. Yeah, that's insane. It's so true. My next question follows on to you saying how Banyana have had to fight. Yes. I know in your personal life, you've had to fight. You've survived three heart attacks. Yeah. And um, the latest one was about two years ago when I was still at uh, Radio 2000 Mm. and I remember you not being on air for a long time. Mm. And, you know, it was just such a scary period. We're living in this pandemic. You were going through this process and Mm. here you are 2022. Um, your, 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 Your will to fight, your experience with this really scary um, health situation, how how did you conquer that? I think it was also just a mindset change. Um, Mm. You know, being in ICU on what three occasions, three or four, if you bring in the COVID factor. Mm. I don't know. I'm just, I I walk into ICU now and it seems like a place I've been before, you know, like, hey, you know, uh, how's it going? I'm here. Right. Put the pipes. Let's try and live. You know, I might say it jokingly, but it it, it was the scariest was 2008 Mm. because I had no idea what was happening. I was just trying to go to gym, get myself fit, and boom, heart attack. 2017, I knew what had happened because I'd had it before. Mm. So it was better, and I drove myself to the hospital. Wow. Um, Then the, the 2018 episode. Is something that I'll probably reveal more in the book. Okay. Uh, because it was never a heart attack. It was a threat on my life. So people what? said that it was a heart attack. And I was okay with that. So I, I rode along. I didn't argue. They wrote that it was a heart attack. So I said, fine. If that's what they're saying, good. I've only had two heart attacks. What? 2017, 2008. And then 2018, that attack on my life. And then, uh, what was it, last year with, with COVID. So those were the, that was a sequence of events. Uh, but because people are very quick to bash the keyboard and, and write that I've had another heart attack because they didn't even know what hospital I was in, uh, which was great. But I was in a hospital that nobody would have thought. So they would have probably rushed to like a Sunning Hill or some private hospital. And I wasn't in one of those institutions either. Uh, which was wonderful because people like to infringe on people's privacy. Right. Um, I didn't ask for heart attacks to happen. Right. But it also helped me to change a few things. And a lot of the things was because in pursuit of the brilliance in broadcasting, I started to sleep very little. I started to eat absolute nonsense food. I did not have a regular sleeping pattern. I did not have a regular exercise pattern. Uh, So a lot of things that I'm supposed to do weren't being done because I'm trying to do the best that I can in the broadcasting space. Right. Because I've kind of set myself certain goals. I've set myself a certain bar. Yeah. And I didn't want to fall below that. And I'll be honest, I'm still stuck on the fact that you say you did not have a third heart attack. No, I didn't. 
you there was an attempt on your life that yeah. nobody in this country in the world knows this yeah no no, no and no. you mentioned a book 100% so will these details be in the book as to what happened are you safe as we sit here we are safe as the man above wants us to be safe um who who is safe these days mm. we wake up this morning a fellow colleague from LXFM yeah. Has been shot dead. In the Alex his, his, his phone was taken, his shoes were taken. They should have left him. Mm. What then do you gain by shooting him? Mm. You know, and may his soul rest in peace. He didn't deserve to be butchered like that. Mm. And neither is anybody else mm. in this country that's currently going through what we're going through. So I just think people need a, a political mindset shift. I think people need to do things differently. We can't be indebted to people that will tell us that they spent years in Robben Island and their grandmothers made toast for them. Like, whatever. We're not interested in mm. that now. Mm. Mm. We need a political solution that are go that's going to make you freer, that's going to make anybody and every citizen freer in this country. We're not interested in these conferences that say this president must go. Then you don't choose the president. And that's a funny thing. Mm. So they tell you that this one must go. But then other people in Congress go and choose a president for you. And then they're still going to tell you that this one must also go. Yeah. So we're busy spending years telling Explosive. the citizens of who must go. Yeah. At the expense of looking after the citizens and their safety at all times. And that for me is the worrying factor is what are South Africans doing to try and change that whole narrative because it is not working for the citizens. Nobody cares about the citizens. Why are we having load shedding in 2022? Mm. Robert Marawa is still in studio and it's time for us to go. But before we go, I have to ask you, apparently you are worth 7.8 million US dollars. <laughs> is this true? Quick one, yes or no? <laughs> no, I wish. What fake account is this? <laughs> I love it. Okay, and as we wrap up this wonderful conversation, you've, you've left us with some explosive revelations. Um, you do have great projects coming up. Do you want to share with us? You mentioned mentioned a book and you mentioned possible documentary. No, no. I've been involved in, you know, like one or two documentaries, but about, about other people. Yes. You know, like you saw with the Sanzo Mayua documentary. Right. It was a little contribution um, and insight because of how close to proximity I was with him. Uh, I was with Kelly. I was with the mother. I was with the father, especially. Uh, Dr. Kumalo. Okay. Yay. Okay. Yay. <laughs> you hadn't seen nothing yet guys but the beauty is that we're celebrating and acknowledging people that have meant something you know yeah. icons of this country right. where in, in generations to come when people want to know who was so and so all they're going to do boom Netflix it's there Netflix, you know so we, we, we're really just trying to uplift the people and just give them the praise they deserve and as I leave you, a lot of people are saying, yo, this man's voice, I'm so in love, he's so hot. People want to get married. They want you, Rob. Is Rob single? Because there's been rumors that uh, mm. uh, first it was Nongu, and then she said, no, we're friends. And then there's been rumors about another lady. Are you single? Mm. Are you in a relationship? I have to ask this question. Otherwise, people will be like, why? Why did you leave us out? Mm. Now, I've always been in a relationship uh? with my mother. <laughs> Was a very strong lady. <laughs> Love each other, mother and son. I've been in a very so strong no. relationship with my son. Oh yes. I wonder. Um, my sisters. <laughs> okay, Rob. <laughs> Listen, someone's and the nation. I love that. 
Someone says, can this interview go on for another hour? I can't. Vic Knight is up next. Um, Rob, thank you for honoring this interview. There's Dineo waving. I know you guys know each other from the SABC days. Um, and yeah, just thank you for honoring this interview. Thank you for coming and chatting to us. What an explosive interview. I, I didn't expect what I heard today. I wish, really wish you all the best and keep being the living legend that you are. Thank you for the invite, man. Thank you so it, much. Vic do next for me, Carol Ofori. Have a blessed Carol Ofori. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. East Coast Radio.